Tales. I'm Brian. And I am Brad. And Brad, what movie are we reviewing today? Ooh, let's see. I practice this. Tar, 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 tar. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Fox. I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Uh, you get about $3. Oh, but uh, Fox won't sue you. Disney will. <laughs> yeah, Disney definitely will. No, actually, Disney is remarkable with their uh, not copyright bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of, since I have the opportunity, uh, screw you, WWE. They blo- they partially blocked and demonetized my me- the menu video because I had 10 seconds of the trailer for playing with fire in the video. <laughs> so I am risking getting sued so they can it's bad it's it's literally it was just an example of yeah that's a bad movie and they were like okay (laughs) partially blocked fully demonetized uh so might be in legal trouble with them yeah no youtube needs to figure out their their whole system you're not the first person to complain about dumb stuff like that but because you're allowed for fair use you're allowed to use like 30 seconds of it or something like that too aren't you there's not like a strict limit or whatnot you could technically use like minutes of footage if it's relevant and you've transformed it um like when i was doing the kingsman minutes for the podcast i would put the minute right before the podcast breakdown and every time they released it it was an automatic claim this one was a searched out manual claim (laughs) um uh, really likes you yeah uh Anyway, great segue out of that. If you liked the menu, which has gotten a lot of traction, uh, this is the movie that after I saw the menu, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Tar, but just a little, a little less intense or a little, you know, this feels like the, the S tier version and uh, for me and the menu feels a tier. Uh, but I mean, this, this, this still has some very tense scenes. It is still, and it crescendos like a normal movie, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely got some tense scenes. Uh, you won't you won't think that for the first twenty five minutes, but yeah, it's there. <laughs> all right, so that's pretty much unless you want to throw some extra things in. That's pretty much all I feel necessary to be the spoiler free review. <laughs> um, let's see what other spoiler free reviews. Um, if you have not seen the movie, um, stick with it. Um, the movie, the first, this is probably not a, a real good reason to watch this movie, but the first like four conversations in the movie take up the first like 25 minutes. Not, not joking. Um, there's reverse credits, which is kind of weird. That kind of throws you off for a second. Um, but it's a, it's a solid movie. It's gonna, it, this movie requires you to do a lot of thinking lot and it's not going to tell you which which way to think or which way you know this is right this is wrong it's not going to tell you that it's going to make you figure that out and it doesn't care which direction you fall into on those topics that we're probably talking about it's not um, going to give all the answers by the end but not in but not in not. like a lost way not in a, like oh well oh credit oh finale oh too bad i couldn't tell you everything make, that we question the island or not who knows yeah if <laughs> uh it feels like, whereas lost felt like they made all these questions and they've freely admitted it that they did not know the answers to at least majoritively and then by the end they were like well I mean, we didn't know the answer so i can't tell you <laughs> whereas this one is like oh no i know but 
Like you uh, tell me if you feel this way. It feels like they know the answers to everything that's not fully answered within the runtime, but some things you just don't like life actually. Uh you just don't get the privilege of having everything laid out to you like a like a glass onion <laughs> at the yeah, end. It's definitely not laid out. I mean they definitely ask you a lot of questions and for you to figure out the answers to they they don't come out and say, you know, this is good or this is bad. They make you, they let you figure it out and let you come to your conclusions. And it's not, I don't think this is going to sway you either way. I think it's just a very dramatization of some of the issues that we're facing in society nowadays. And I think it's a very dramatized way of looking at it and saying, all right, in this example, where do you fall on this? Where do you fall on that? Yeah. Um, so. And, and the name character, if you're at this point and you don't know that the, that Tar is the name of the main character, Kate Blanchett, I just want to tease you. There's so many facets to her, her uh, personality. You can see how protective she is as a mother um, to, to some degrees where you might initially be like, ooh, yeah, yeah, oh, 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 oh um, wait. No. And then like she's very tender and soft to her mentor and like does things above and beyond. We're like, wow, she's got a lot of heart. And then she'll it, it, in a scene which I think is actually uh is super impressive in a thousand different ways, but in one scene she talks to a I mean Kate Planchette is a white woman. Uh, she talks to a uh younger man who's a person of color and a number of other uh, attributes that are less common, like different uh, minorities. And she, she challenges him on uh, his belief system in a way that could have been uh, cancel worthy, you know, but, but because she, it feels like she's always giving him the, the space to be on her same level and have the same voice as her if he wants it uh it doesn't feel disrespectful or racist or like fucked up like she's fucked up inside she has a frankly i would say very um a conversation that like i said has 99 ways that she can get canceled one way that it's like oh oh okay this was actually like it's a conversation I don't believe can still be had on Joe Rogan. Let's say that <laughs> where it feels like, where it feels like you, you attack it from many different angles. And at the end, if everyone, if everyone wants to treat each other with the, with respect, then you can come out being like, that was a very interesting exercise and discussion. I don't know how I feel at, I might not know how I feel at the end of this, but I know that there was nothing really fucked up in your subtext. There was no agenda. You know what I mean? Yeah. And another another good reason to watch this movie is um, not a surprise if you pay attention to, to I don't want to say the news necessarily, but like um, film news um, that she's being nominated for a bunch of awards. Kate Blanchett, this mm. movie's being nominated for a bunch of awards, um, including... Um, uh, best film, but Kate uh, Blanchett puts in a crazy, crazy um, good. Um, uh, I don't want to say shift, but she puts in a crazy amount of effort for this movie to make it feel so believable 
And if she fell apart for any moment at any time, I think she would have lost a lot of credibility throughout the movie, but she really holds this whole movie. She basically holds this movie in her hands and carries it all the way from the start to the finish line and does a fantastic job. And um, a lot of credit to her. I mean, I know she's going to, she should win some awards. Um, I hope she wins some awards, but we will see. Right. I'll throw one extra detail in her bef- about her before we get into spoilers, but she also can be very um, darkly manipulative, but in a, painting herself in a way where she's she's like, no, it's it's totally uh, you know trying to paint her self in a way that's like, no, I'm not making anything bad happen. I'm just laying everything out. Tell me what you need to do. And it's like, oh, but you're using the situation and the setting to really pressure people to do your, and every single person there knows how fucked up this is, but you're playing it in an acceptable way. Anyway, don't, even though I love it, don't watch Thor Ragnarok after this. (laughs) Cause it'll be like, or or movies that she's also really great in. Um, was it um, Ocean's Eight? Right, she was in that. Um, the best Indiana oh, yeah. Jones movie and the Island of the Crystal Skull. Greatest. Well, that's just that's just that's just an easy clap for that's a piece of shit. But like the other <laughs> two, uh, it'll just feel like she's gone so one dimensional. Even though those performances in their own rights are really great, it's just it's just unfair. It's like going from uh, uncut gems to. I don't know, little Nikki. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, this is all right. This is a very different gear, huh? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yikes, yike! Some yikes in here too. <laughs> uh, not necessarily Ragnarok or what was the other one you said besides uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Um, Ocean's Eight. Yeah, like Ocean's Eight. It's fine. It's fun. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a bunch of famous people coming around to have a fun old time hanging out kind of like a bullet train without the train or the bullets <laughs> um i would also suggest watching this movie sooner versus later i think it has to do with a lot a lot of the themes have to do with stuff that we deal with today in society that we may not deal with in the next five to ten years hopefully i mean um i think this i think the topics of this movie will stay around quite a while but i mean it may not be as relevant in the future. Mm. Um, maybe a movie that you may want to watch sooner versus later let's have that be one of the first things we talk about in spoilers because i'm curious what you're thinking of but i know that my, the pessimistic part of me is like not in 50 years we'll still be dealing with the same shit we never learned Probably will be, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping we're not <laughs> yes uh anything else for non-spoiler would you like to throw out some some box office numbers some trivia fun sure um I was kind of surprised when I saw these numbers. Um, so the budget, would you like to take a guess? Ooh, let's see. This is a really fascinating film for me because I know from the Glass Onion interviews, they had to do a fake journalist name for the Times article or whatever. But in this movie, uh, apparently the Times broke their rule. So <laughs> like that's a, this is allegedly a hard and fast rule. So I feel like this movie could have gotten by with some favors uh, in terms of locations and things of that nature. I'm going to say 20 million. I'm, okay. I'm really low balling what I would have guessed originally, but 20 million. Um, thir- 
35. I mean, okay. it's, I, it's higher than I thought it was going to be just because I, I figured that a lot of the sets they could have reused. Um, I mean, they really just needed to rent out, you know, like a um, auditorium classroom, um, a, um, opera stage kind of thing. I mean, they, and that's most of the movie. And then a, a, a couple rooms in a, an apartment building. You know, I probably would have guessed forty million, but it shows. It shows because I mean that scene, that classroom scene, especially. Uh, we'll get into it <laughs> in spoilers. Uh, box office numbers. Hmm, that one's tricky for me. Uh, what would you have guessed before you saw the numbers? Do you know? Way higher than it is. <laughs> you would have guessed way higher. I was actually feeling like I was going to guess too low. I'm gonna say thirty million. Mm, no, way too high. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was hoping. That's yeah, um, ten million box office. Yeah, it didn't. Which, uh, I, which I mean, it got pushed to was it Peacock or which streaming service? HBO Max or it's on Peacock, it's on- right? I know that it's on Peacock. I don't know if it's on HBO Max right now. Okay, but yeah, so it got pushed pretty pretty early, but I think it's still trying to capitalize. And are we on the spoiler section here? We will trans uh, transition into spoilers. <laughs> yes, um, I think it's it is trying to capitalize on um, not only its its good performance at um, the awards, the different awards that it's nominated for. So it's trying to capitalize on that, but also um, trying to capitalize on a lot of the topics that it discusses. Um, I think the the biggest one that they shoved down your throat is cancel. Oh, I don't want to say shoved down your throat, but the one that's the easiest one to go to. Okay. Easiest one that they show through several times over and over and over is cancel culture and separating the art from the artist are the two like biggest ones that they really kind of just Mm. really hammer home throughout the movie. There's a lot of other things that you can pull from this movie. Um, You know, how her abuse of power, her, um, use of being in power, how she got there, her narcissism. I mean, there's a lot of things you can pull from this movie, but I think the two that really tries to slam home, cancel culture, um, which is pretty evident throughout the movie, and then she even mentions it a couple times, separating the artist from the the art from the artist, um, which would fall into cancel culture, kind of. Um, but cancel culture for me typically is like a blanket. Yeah, in term in terms of like. The latter one, separating the artist from the art, the art from the artist, easily J.K. Rowling. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a lot recently. I'm in the process of watching a two-hour video about it and a ten-hour video about it. <laughs> Her, um, I think they in the movie they mentioned uh, Beethoven. Um, yeah, he wasn't a, he wasn't a very nice person outside of the orchestra. Yeah, um, they yeah they talked about like Beethoven, Bach, all these other. She even right. This is one of the reasons I love that scene so much in the classroom. Is she kind of? It'll sound weird that I'm saying this is why I love it, but she traps him into realizing that he he is admiring somebody who's also fucked up. Uh, you know, like hey, yes, if you. These one, these people are dead and gone. Like they're not having an way effect dead, way, on way anyone dead. anymore. That's not something they actually say in the film, but I think that's what makes that scene more uh, more palatable or easier to 
uh, address. Like if we were, if it was a discussion about people who are still alive and capable of having a destructive effect on people, be harder. But she she basically shows like yes, if you anyone who's been dead so long, if you look hard enough, you'll probably find something to say that one detail not acceptable anymore um and i think her best point was if you can boil somebody down by their gender race sexuality then that could happen to you too and yeah um yeah i mean i think it's they they mentioned a couple times um but yeah i think it's it's tough i mean especially back then I mean, they were living in an entirely different time period than we are now. I mean, to the point where, like, um, if there was um, a woman in a play, like a Shakespearean play, it was played by a man. Yeah. I mean, so even even gender, I mean, not to mention if it was if there was a person of color that they would, you know, don blackface. And um, obviously that's not acceptable now and shouldn't be acceptable. But um it's just a different time. So I, when she makes the arguments for like people in like the 1500s, you know, I don't, or, don't know exactly when Beethoven and Bach and all those guys were alive, but I'm assuming between 15 and 1800. So more than 200 years ago, the things were a lot different than they are now. Um, and I think that's, you know, she uses that as a justification to what she does which I don't think is necessarily a good justification for why she does some of the things she does. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. Cause I think there could be a deeper conversation about, well, sometimes you can boil someone down to one word or not, and it be right or wrong. Like if that student uh, came to fame and had uh, people criticizing him because he was black, that would be wrong. But someone like, I'm not going to say the word, but Max Landis, I can boil him down to one word. It's not a nice word, but fuck him. He's earned it. Uh, if all the allegations, if all the allegations are true, because he's never been convicted, but allegedly, <laughs> but there's a lot of people alleging and people who, uh, who seem, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that, that is interesting. I don't know how much I, I even thought about that. Cause when, she, when later she asked her mentor, if like he ever had to deal with someone making some accusations, boy, did he respond so quickly? He was like, what? Hey, yeah. hey, I'm out of the game. What? They, they missed their chance, but of course not. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah. I made sure my, uh, my hangers were all facing the same way in my closet <laughs> or whatever and yeah i wonder how much idolizing monsters you know changes your view on the world changes changes her view on the world and also changes um where her line is where her like yeah. the line you don't cross where that might be and I don't know where it is for her. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's also really interesting stuff like what did you make of the puzzle imagery or that's like haunting her that's drawn on her metronome, drawn in the apartment, drawn in that book that was given to her. 
uh, and the woman who allegedly, and I'm not saying that as a reference to the Max Landis thing, but allegedly killed herself because I think there's some interesting things I want to point out in terms of that as well. Because they start off the the movie with the text message screen and kind of making some, not accusations, but calling our monster and stuff like that with the text messages right away at the beginning of the movie. And then um, I and I think in that same scene it said you still love her, and when we know the context, like who the what wait what huh what you she she still loves because that puzzle comes up, and then also um, the the lady with the orange hair was her name like Jessica, which was like her former lover or whatever, a a student yeah yeah, and I think that all that kind of plays in to her her disorganization of life and the metronome going back and forth, I think was, you know, bothering her because it was on, it's a metronome. It goes back and forth on, on beat, but her life is in such disarray that she can only focus on that one metronome at that one specific time. Mm. Um, and it was messing. I think sound messes with her a lot, especially when she starts getting frazzled. And, um, yeah, anytime that uh, what Jessica or whatever that student's name was that she was in love with, um, with the one with the red hair that we see flashbacks of. So, yeah, and so I don't know if you noticed this because I didn't the first two times I thought in the theater. I I noticed it when I was watching on Peacock. Um, when she gets up to uh, comfort her daughter at night, and she had called her. Uh, did you notice that someone was sitting in the chair in her bedroom? No, there's someone sitting in the chair when she gets up and the camera follows her to go and the daughter asks for her to hold her foot. There's someone fucking sitting in the chair and I can't tell if it's uh, Jessica, the, the student or or Olga or both. So this is my weird theory. Tell, and please push back if any of it sounds bullshit. But we see a woman with red hair uh, from a back point of view during the interview with uh, Tar uh, in the beginning and based on the flashes to that like void that black void area when she's sleeping and she's imagining or remembering her affair or or abuse of this student um, she has red hair and then because the text message at the beginning says you still love her to Olga who very often uh doesn't show any signs that she actually is infatuated with tar uh i'm i'm going to the jet lag has me i'm going to bed oh look i'm going out fancy uh perfect timing i don't think that was premeditated for her to see that she was going out but i i don't know i have a very potentially weak theory that the woman, the student, did not kill herself. She got reconstructive surgery. But that's also like... Oh, shit. Is my internet out? Brad, can you hear me? I, I can hear you now. Uh, okay. Like, I lost you. That was weird. Um, but, like, she also has a video of her when she's allegedly, like, 14 or whatever, doing the cello. But it says you still love her. So I'm like... I don't know. There's some weird possibility that this ex-student did plastic surgery faked her own suicide to get tar i don't know it doesn't doesn't even make sense as i'm putting it all together but 
I don't think that student killed herself. Um, they they definitely make that illusion. I don't want to say like. Well, they they state it multiple times, but yeah, but so but we not, never see a body or or we never really truly meet her unless Olga Olga is yeah, her assistant. Uh, wait. But you think she would, she'd recognize her? I think I'm I'm. If it's the assistant who's Olga, then I'm saying the wrong yeah. person. The cellist or the person who with the heels. Um, Olga's the, um, young Russian cellist. So I, yes, she's okay. So she, which one's the assistant? Oh, um, Francesca. Francesca is the assistant. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because the young, the young, uh, Olga is the one that she kind of starts really liking and that's why she kind of pushes through everything and, um, she knows who the two people that are auditioning are, and she knows which one's which. And yeah, and I think even before that, at the first audition, I mean, Olga goes into the bathroom with the heels so that Tar knows who she is. That's definitely premeditated, no matter. I think, right? Because she keeps um, texting and talking about Tar and talking about how she's more like on the text messages, basically insulting her, like she knows more about her history than some random cellist should <laughs> you know some random yeah, cellist who doesn't have a home who potentially goes to a watery basement sings and then runs like a horror f- movie character to freak her out <laughs> like god yeah. she's i don't know it doesn't make total sense to me how how it could be the same person but there's just too much that i'm like it there's something there. Yeah. So what if the just what if um the person texting at the beginning of the movie is Olga, the one that she falls in love with later? And not the one that, that um unalived herself. Oh, it's definitely Olga no matter what. Because we see at the different settings at the book reading and on the jet and I think in in the suite is that opening scene? I don't know. That the text messages are definitely the text messages are definitely Olga. My only question is like, is she the as you said the person who unalived herself, um, or I don't know. Maybe she knew the person who ended up killing herself, or she knew more about it than yeah. Because I could she was supposed to. A more reasonable guess could be they were both fangirls, quote unquote, of Tar, and they knew each other ish, you know, somehow because they're, I don't know, small circles in the musical world. And she knew about the, um, the intimate nature of the relationship and then saw how she fell out and was uh, blacklisted by Tar. And then went to help um like bring her down toppler do yeah. you know uh okay i mean i can i can see that i mean i'm not yeah i'm not totally against that i can see it i need to go back and like pause during those text message conversations <laughs> and find out everything there but uh also oh i should have said this earlier this is not a synergy thing i have no idea how to do a uh, a video essay on tar but please somebody do 
who's smarter than me because I want to understand. <laughs> yeah, not coming for me. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, now, hey, now. <laughs> come on. You pick Tar. I pick RRR. Two different movies. They're great. <laughs> what again? Exactly. One. Yeah, yeah. What? Wait, is this an insult to I, ourselves? No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I pick action. You pick thoughtful. Didn't you pick Tar? I think I, mean, I don't know. Listed, it was listed on one of the lists of because it was like everybody's number yeah. one, two or three movie of the year, and I hadn't seen it, so I, I put it on the list. But and also not because it was if you because it was something I was like, oh, so watch that. If you're gonna put yourself down for RR, which I don't understand why you would, it's an amazing movie. I'm, I, I, I'm just okay. it on a different level. <laughs> hey, I, one, one you think about, one you don't have to think about. One is gratuitous violence. One is not gratuitous violence. Okay, I understand how Tar is gratuitous violence, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Did you see that black guy? I, I just don't. I I want to push it back against you, pigeonholing me as just the Oscar fucker. Because I, I like Tar. I love, I love Tar. I love Tag. Ah, uh, very close spelling. Yeah, I love uh, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I saw your eyes look down, and I'm resisting I'm looking just... down. You were quick. You were quick. That was good. But I'm re- Wait. all right now. I'm gonna look. All right. <laughs> but like, I love Charlie Bartlett. I love RRR. I love some doggy nam leggy dobara. Don't don't yeah, yeah. No, I'm never gonna be someone who's like. I don't uh, know what you said. The la- you just started rambling there for a second there, and I have no idea what you said. The last like. Well, Zendaya. I said I love Zindagi Namalegi Dobara, another Indian classic. Yeah, I, I have no idea what you said. Full recommendation. It's it's go on, to me. go on Amazon Prime and look up Z I N D A G I. You will find it. <laughs> I, I hope I spelled that right because I'm gonna move on with my life like I did. I kind of, yeah, I, kinda, I literally was trying to ape your move on with my life. <laughs> Put that in there. Uh, yeah, and there's so, oh. I mean, one thing I'll say that actually I think is a hit against me is I really liked Glass, that M. Night Shyamalan movie, even though I don't think it's a great movie because there's such texture in the acting scenes between characters. And while this is a much better film, uh, there were so many moments like that too, like when uh, Tar was doing doing the orchestra. I don't know what is she? she's a composer. Um, she composer, yeah. Uh, she she's conducting everyone uh, after getting the young cellist in, and she like has this moment where she's talking to everybody and kind of catches her eye and kind of like her voice falls and she kind of gets a little flustered and then her wife who's right fucking there sees and understands and then tar unconsciously like pulls down her hair to look more appealing quote unquote it's just like ah there's so there's meals in the moments <laughs> which sounds so i uh, now i need a t-shirt even though i don't understand what that really means <laughs> meals in the moments um but like there's so much you can chew on and just gotta look. Also, what the fuck was up with the MP3 files? Like, I don't know shit about music, but I know 
when I upload only audio files on the uh, on the podcast, which I don't do anymore because it's video, I use WAV files. What is she doing? <laughs> like she just I mean, she MP3 just was the basis. Like I mean, we used everybody said MP3 players because that's what everybody put their music onto, but. I mean, 100%, when you're listening to it through Spotify and you have the lower quality option or whatever, it's going to be MP3. 99% of people are going to listen to it as an MP3. But it's like Christopher Nolan saying, no, 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 just do 1080p for my next big budget movie with a no-name character. Just 1080p, because everyone's going to watch it on (laughs) Blu-ray. It's like, all right. Just, just fucking do it in IMAX so everybody can enjoy it. If you can, why? I mean, if you can't do IMAX, fine. <laughs> but like, if you can, and Wave is even easier to do, just do a fucking Wave file, weirdo. <laughs> what do you? I don't know. That was a very interesting part of the whole movie that I didn't truly understand. Maybe it was a way to show. No, now I'm just thinking about Glass Onion. Maybe it's just to show she's kind of an idiot, too. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, no one's perfect. I mean... Um, or... I, I think what... The thing that got her originally cancelled, or what got her cancelled in the movie, the conversation... Everything was crumbling, but I think the main thing was the conversation that she had with the, the student, and how poorly that was edited together. We got to watch it in real time, and then we got to see it a second time through how how it was edited. But still, like how that how that was edited, I don't know how there wasn't some internet sleuth out there that was just like, mm, that seems pretty well. That seems edited pretty hard. <laughs> That's the great thing about it, because yes, of course they're going to have arguments about it online. People are going to point that out. Too many people are not going to notice, which is really disheartening. Like I I don't want to be. I've spent too much time on Twitter. <laughs> there are going to be too many people who don't, who can't even see like, oh, reverse shot. Of course, this isn't real time. Um, but there are going to be plenty of people who would. And like in the that scene, they said it would be almost nothing, except it's paired with all these allegations from the woman who, the student who killed herself and everything coming out there. And it's like, yeah. It, it, did this um, one moment in time, that one video, cancel her? No, it was the it was the um, collection of everything that just pushed it over the edge. Yeah, it was just weird because like that poorly edited video was what pushed everything over the edge. Not everything else we've seen, not everything else you know that she does in her personal life of the abuse of powers, the using her power for for bad, cheating on her wife all the time that that is an interesting thing though because i didn't mean for this to come back but the reason that the allegations started coming out out about max landis was because anna akana after netflix talked about um bright coming out she uh, on a tweet like the day before it was coming out she responded oh written by the psycho or someone who physically and emotionally abused me or and and i say that because as a as a relation to the poorly edited video because there was a lot of stuff afterwards where some female directors who had already blocked max landis previously i think the director of punisher warzone um called fantastic movie it was okay 
It was better than any other Punisher movie. I'll fight you on that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. I, Thomas Jane's great. Everyone should see the unrated cut of... Oh, what is it? It's right up there. The Sweetest Thing. I didn't even see it, but The Sweetest Thing, mwah, he's a great actor, but my God, that John Travolta Punisher was like, it had moments of brilliance or whatever, but most of it was just, oh my God, hot garbage. Anyway, <laughs> the director of War, I, th- I believe Punisher Warzone called Anna Kana out because she or somebody else had warned Anna of some behind the scenes accusations of Max Linus before hosting him on her podcast and she decided to ignore it uh like she she knew that there were allegations but she ignored it and let him on the podcast anyway beforehand so by that i mean not the best source you know not the best person not the you know she had some complicity in platforming him at all uh i i won't say she's at guilt for his shit but she wasn't the best source, but that opened the door. That opened the door for some a soft round of allegations, then a some better media coverage with people, uh, you know, testifying or or giving their stories. Some of them let themselves be named. Some of them uh, stayed anonymous in the article, but did say that they contributed to it. I won't even mention their names because if they don't want those specific. Moments in their life being connected. I don't want people to go and guess, but you know, sometimes it doesn't need to be. This was, this was, I hope the hatchet job was informed by some knowledge or, you know, a previous article coming out and then they hatchet job it. Uh, but are you talking about in the movie or you're talking about in real life? In the movie, uh, you know, it doesn't need to be a perfect, pretty first step. Uh, as long as it's, I mean, we know in this case that it's unequivocally she deserves it. So, yeah. Um, but most things, you know, most, I think, well, I hope that most things that start with hatch jobs that are illegitimate get resolved at a later date. Like, ooh, here's a good example Andy Signora from Movie Fights, Screen Junkies. He was accused of sexually assaulting the fiance of one of his employees and being gross with fans. He was gross with fans, but months later, he proved that they had been in a consensual relationship for a long time. Something she denied just said he came with like a dildo or something and tried to. I mean, but that, that was her claim. Yeah. Um, so at that point, like. He now has some YouTube channel. I don't watch him because the flirting with gross fan, fans in a gross way was enough that I'm like, eh, all right, there's but it's, an- not, but it's not, not, not necessarily enough to be like, yeah, this guy shouldn't be on a platform or shouldn't have a platform. Yeah. It's just your choice of, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not going to give him my attention. Yeah. But it's not bad enough where I don't think he deserves to be completely removed. Yeah. As far from all the evidence we now have, there doesn't seem to be a time that he he disrespected consent, you know. Um, but he's allowed to continue on in the profession that he wants to, and clearly he has some fan base. Uh, I mean, even Louis C.K. hasn't been truly canceled because he's got a fan base, even though I think he should be. 
Um, Kanye hasn't really been canceled, so I mean, that's hard. That's much harder, you know. Louis C.K. before he came out talked about how he is so bad with his money, he has no money. So I think the true, you know, Kanye is different because he's just at a different level. Elon Musk can never be canceled, you know. Uh, he's too fucking rich. It, Jeff um, Bezos can never truly be canceled. He's too fucking rich. I don't think he'll be truly be canceled, but I think there'll become a point where he, on the cancellation path that he'll just quit. That both of them, you know, if, Who? if Tesla, just, uh, just Elon Musk is the easy example because he's kind of facing a lot of heat right now. Um, I think if Tesla stocks drop too far, if his other businesses start failing or start um, publicly, you know, losing funding, I think he'll quit before he gets like truly like canceled because I don't think he'll like you said I don't think he'll ever get really canceled, but I think there'll come a point where he'll start sliding financially, and at some point he'll just be like, "All right, I'm just stepping away. I'm still connected to these businesses, but now I'm not the face of the businesses anymore. But I'm still, you know, that would be that would be interesting. If I were a betting man, I'd lean more towards. No, he'll just find more famous people to kind of cuck like uh dave Chappelle. i i mean like what five years ago dave Chappelle was speaking truth to power telling people like uh insert that president who everyone's gonna get mad if i <laughs> trump to, when talking about trump he was like he doesn't care about you he's rich he cares about me <laughs> you know he wants to make me richer and then like what five years later he's like oh the poor people are booing how poor it's like wow wow that was quite a quite a change mr Chappelle. Hmm. <laughs> um sorry that just it just depressing seeing that i was yeah. like jesus uh, christ uh, dude that was with elon on stage too wasn't it yep and that was not too long after his uh his turf controversy in the stand-up special which yeah uh not great you know i i watched it and in a bubble it seemed um more just him being him lashing out for hurting that he lost someone he loved and then when we found more details it seems like oh he kind of overblew that relationship yeah yeah anyway uh money and power but perhaps not, not, completely, <laughs> not completely unrelated to this movie um, we, we're, we're on some tangents but we're still not <laughs> unrelated. no it's it's all yeah um and if you've gotten this far, you've already watched the movie, and you know we're not like, <laughs> tangent like we normally go on. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I actually am not. I'm very pessimistic, and often days very not hopeful for the future. However, I like seeing Ludwig, what he when he talks about uh, deep conversations because we've been talking about all these men who abuse their power and Ludwig is a younger than any of the men I think that we've talked about and who got rich very early I don't know compared to the other people when they got rich but you know seeing the Logan Paul types of the world I would not expect uh, anyone who got rich young to turn out to be a upstanding young man 
<laughs> but but there was a recent controversy, if anyone doesn't know, about Atriok, another streamer who is friends with him, with Ludwig uh, and Cutie Cinderella, who's Ludwig's girlfriend, and a bunch of their. And he opened up a bunch of tabs on the stream, and it showed that he had uh, subscribed to or paid for a deep fake porn site that used streamers' faces like Cutie Cinderella and others like Pokimane. Valky Ray and things of that nature. Uh, allegedly, he only watched one video of someone he didn't know. But uh, I would just say, anyone go to go look up Mogul Mail and look up Atrioc on that channel because it is a masterclass of showing what a young man should do in that situation, which is listen to the victims, listen to the women, listen to, you know, cause all of the, the victims in this case were the women who were, had their likeness used, uh, without their consent for the sexual, sexual gratification of others. Um, he, he, we just need more. We need to be teaching young men those kind of values before they can ever potentially get rich so that they can have a better head on their shoulders than, than the Elon Musks and the Tars. <laughs> um, yeah. And to, to tie that back to this movie a little bit, it is nice seeing from the outside perspective when somebody of with power, responsibility, stuff like that, when something happens, that they are also held accountable for those actions. Hmm. Um, that we don't just kind of gloss over it and be like, oh, well, you know, they're rich. Who cares? Um, you know. Or yeah, they may have done this. They may have done this terrible thing, but we need them because they they own Twitter, for example. Like, you know, Elon killed a guy, and then oh, it's okay because he owns Twitter, kind of thing. It's, so it's nice. To, I know that's a little extreme, but it's yeah. nice seeing accountability and actions to, you know, your your accountability to your actions. Even the fact that like the term "boys will be boys" has been like slowly weeded out of our uh, vocabulary is just—it's a small thing, but it's—it's it's just ah, I love it, love it, <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, this was uh, also the fact that like her assistant just ups and leaves out of nowhere, like that felt then- real. You know, yeah, and then turn and then basically turns on her for everything. When did she turn on her? D- didn't she release a bunch of documents and stuff like that? Um, I might have missed that. She, she she left her she left her right at like right at a crucial moment. Um, because was she getting ready for like the her symphony or whatever? Yeah, there was a point where she needed her. I think it was like the day after she told her she would tar told her that she was going to pass her up for whatever promotion she dangled in front of her face as a manipulative tactic um because she was sleeping with her too correct probably yeah because when i don't remember if they explicitly said that or not but that's the way it felt they didn't explicitly say it however when she came in crying because she got the news that the woman killed herself the student she said i need to be held and tar and it's in her home with her daughter and tar says we talked about this this isn't the right place or you know it was implied and and they also implied that they were all so close together her the the student and the assistant so yeah i definitely think it's implied that they all had they were all intimate with each other 
at the very least. Uh, at one time, if not recently. Yeah, and then she kind of left her right before she's she's getting ready for everything for her symphony, her big um, her big moment, I guess. That she was I, was that when she was going to release her her own symphony or whatever. She was about to do the oh, no, the final to... one, which was the fifth. Yes. Seven minutes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Because that was that was her. Because that was her completing everything. Because she had to wait because of COVID. That she had done all the rest of them, and then they were in the interview at the beginning. I remember now. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, let me. Then, I'm gonna just throw a little praise out to that first scene. There's some times in that scene where Tar stumbles or cuts herself off of a tangent, and then like adds something. And I, I just, I just loved those inclusions because it made it feel so much more like a real person to begin with. Uh, you know, so often when we have someone in power who's supposed to abuse power, they always, well, most often in every script, no one was misspeaks, <laughs> but you might've even noticed in the last couple of sentences, I did the exact same thing targeted where I cut myself off. <laughs> it just, I, it's a small moment that I really appreciated for giving more texture to the film. Sorry, you were going to say something? No, I'm good. Okay, I thought you were going to say something. I don't remember. If I, if I was going to say something, I don't remember what I was going to say. Hmm. Um, but I, I think despite the first 25 minutes being super dry and the one guy just sitting there for probably at least a minute, minute and a half just listing off our accomplishments, um, it is very, there's a lot of information that you need for those 25 minutes for the rest of the movie. Um, like you were describing, just contextually, to let you know the important of the status that she's at, stuff like that, because she was the first person, first female to uh, run the German symphony orchestra or whatever it was, and the accolades that she had won, blah, 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 blah. Um, how she felt about herself and the, she had the, sorry, I cut you off there. Boom. Uh, she had the, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find my play. I'm trying to come in when you're at the end to ask you a question to elaborate, but not to cut you oh, off. Sure. <laughs> um she was talking uh, she was talking about how she has the power to just stop time um at any moment she can you know pause time make them stop um put them on a new beat all kinds of stuff so she it really contextually gave us a sense that she feels that she has the power of a god in a sense when she's um working through that that orchestra yeah when she's a composer I wanted to ask you, since you said the first 25 minutes are dry, was there any moment during that time or anywhere in the movie where you were bored? The first 25 minutes, because I didn't understand. Okay. Um, and that's and that's why I wanted to make sure, you know, even in the spoiler review, it's like, get through the first 25 minutes. The first 25 minutes is like four conversations, and um, the, the things like the cell phone, the interview, which takes a while, the interview, or the, her... She's talking to her assistant, and I think that the next one's like her daughter. That's like, that's like the first 25 minutes. And it just, yeah, it's it's a lot to slog through when you don't know what this movie's about. Um, but it's, I think it'd be impossible to watch this movie without that first 25 minutes. You'd be so lost. It wouldn't, a lot of it wouldn't make sense to the point of, okay, she's a composer, so cool. But to see the accolades and how she feels about herself. and That's interesting. I don't think on the first watch it was, yeah, 
Um, I'm glad you said that because I never would have thought to warn people it might be boring because it just wasn't for me. So I'd be like, no, everyone will love it. <laughs> You'll love the four minutes of mood music with the with the credits at the beginning. It sets the mood. <laughs> yeah, the, the reverse credits were on purpose. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the reasoning. I I heard what the reasoning was for why they did that, but I don't remember off the top of my head. But there was a yeah, there was a reasoning behind the reverse credits. Yeah, there was something I, I watched a video essay that talked about it too, but I'm uh, forgetting. But hey, you have reasons to look now. Yeah, go look, figure it out, tell us. Make your own video essays, please. Explain to me, me dumb boy, <laughs> the good, the good, good of the tar tar, the tar on tar, <laughs> the good on good. Um, I thought it was. I was not lost at the end of it but it didn't make sense right away until i it took me a couple seconds to realize what was going on at the very end of the movie after she you know tackled the guy off stage and because they the way it's edited it makes it feel like it's they left the stage and are coming back on stage or she's coming back on stage because um, i don't remember if there's any kind of gap there like showing like she like moved to uh, to asia the only hit. Oh, okay. You you mean the very very last part? The very the very, very last scene. All right. So there was definitely there was some talk where with the uh, Asian family where she says I'm I'm loving your country or whatnot, and she she gets the massage. That is another interesting part because she has has made mental gymnastics within her mind of why all the fucked up shit she does is okay. But when she's faced with the, this is acceptable in the setting to just pay for that, just pay and you get it. No manipulation. Uh, hope we can't know by the setting, but even if we could say that every single person was there of their own free will, they loved the work they did. They like, uh, like Margot in the menu, uh, you know, even if every single person there was totally down tar when faced with that situation runs out and vomits because she's horrified with it. But all it really is, is putting it in a, potentially acceptable setting uh where everyone's consenting and but it's just in her face i i i loved that it was it's fascinating that she can deep down in her core be horrified by that when she is offered it freely like hey you're in a setting where all you got to do is put 20 bucks here or whatever the conversion rate is uh <laughs> 20 I mean, I've looked up how cheap Thailand is. I would love to live there for a year or two, save up money. Um, yeah. If the YouTube channel is actually successful when my daughter turns 18, I might live in Thailand for a year or two to save up money. <laughs> uh, not, not that I need to say this, but I could not bring myself to go to a massage parlor like, like the one Tar ended up at an accident just throwing that out there but it's weird where there's a setting where everything should be acceptable that that horrifies her but when she she tricks herself she's like oh no this is all this is all fine it's all fine then i got what i could have gotten just now and the only price i had to pay was destroying a, a, another woman's life yeah 
and life, career, everything, morals. Literal life if she did kill herself. Yeah, and instead she's uh, playing for a bunch of people in cosplay or playing or to the whatever. graves. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, what is I it? Her that. her mentor mentioned that some famous musician had who was ostracized for possibly being a Nazi had to play secret shows at graveyards. That's her. Yeah. That's her yeah. modern version of playing to the grave or to the. I don't know what it was called. Yeah. So uh, just it was just funny because it it threw me off when they they panned to the crowd and all of a sudden everybody's dressed in like. Um, I don't know, like World of Warcraft kind of thing. I don't know exactly what the what you would what you would call that, but I'm all dressed in cosplay and yeah, it's like a Comic Con, a musical, an orchestra for a com for a con type of thing. Yeah, pretty cool. Threw me off at first. Yeah, super confused. I mean, I think that was that's the intention, right? It should feel jarring that we go from this hoity-toity world the entire time. Where everything is on this another level, and now suddenly it's oh shit, that's stuff. Like I don't, I can't afford to go to cons, but I know what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like that's where she's. That's where she. I don't want to say that's where she's from, but we get we get to in one scene get to see her brother. We get to tell that her accent is not real. That that is a that her accent is is not. I don't want to say made up, but like forced. She she was doing rich bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Another from, glass onion reference. <laughs> yeah, she came from nowhere, built that life, built all that power and success, and that brings us back to the uh, to the classroom scene because she asked one of the first things she did to connect with that student she was trying to talk to is ask what inspired him. And when she goes home right before she talks to her brother, I think she watches the video that spoke to her, inspired her, like touched her deeply. And I yeah. And I, I've seen video essays that know what that piece of music is, but I, I don't, um, but yeah, it, that's so interesting because ultimately it was her losing touch with where she came from not being grounded anymore by that that might have led to her her abuse of the system and whatnot yeah i mean it's, it's, i think this movie has so many different layers to it that you and i are looking at one layer i think we're looking at you know one or two layers of the, the outer layers of an onion I think there are way more layers underneath our the layers that we're that we're peeling on, and so if you if people that are way smarter than you and me can do video essay, <laughs> really start pulling apart some of the some of the pieces of this, I'm going to be helpful. But it'd be also really cool to see how everybody else interprets it too. Yeah. Again, this movie doesn't force, you know, pro cancel, non pro cancel. You should do this. You shouldn't do this. It doesn't force that down your throat. It just shows you an example of how this plays out. And if you agree with it or don't agree with it, um, I think cancel culture is the, the easiest one to, to pull at. But it doesn't force either either direction down your throat, which is nice. And it leaves you looking within saying, you know, is this, you know, is this right to do? Is this not right to do? Yeah, if it feels, speaking about the video essayists, it feels a lot like Nope in that sense, where after I left, I was like, ooh, that was good. 
and there and then I needed like I literally needed to just watch a bunch of videos on YouTube and I found like three different completely different takes and angles that all were like explaining the movie and I actually think they were all right like all correct but they all were different facets of things that really helped me understand more of the layers so yes please do that also uh i think it's fascinating whatever we were uh i don't know where we'll be in the recording and when it's actually edited but we're about an hour in and it just occurs to me how many male character repeat male characters in this movie can you remember their name i mean let's not even say name because <laughs> i don't know anybody's name but tar wow. there's just her men- her mentor um, her brother isn't a repeat character. We see him once. Um, There's Mark there's Strong. Mark Strong comes in a couple times asking her to tell him how to be brilliant. And there's the guy that she replaces who's kind of losing touch. She also has like one of the assistant or an assistant to her, not technically as an assistant, but the other musician who helps rate stuff. I think there's only four male characters who have repeat parts. Only to say there are so many women <laughs> who have who are higher on that list of meteor parts in this but no thank god no fucking critical drinker came in being like oh we're cucking <laughs> this is fem- woke feminism shit <laughs> i just wanted to mention that because it actually felt refreshing to have a project with a lot of female characters that isn't being swarmed by idiots <laughs> online <laughs> Probably because they didn't understand. Yeah. They, they didn't get through the first one. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, we even talked about Ocean's 8. I'm sure that had some kind of backlash or oh, review for bombing sure. oh, yeah. for yeah, a, sure. a whole I mean, female cast. It wasn't, it, wasn't it wasn't a great movie, but it's not probably yeah. it's not a low-tier movie at all. So. Yeah, it was fine, and I think if we went back and watched all of all the Ocean's movies, I don't think it would be in the fourth place. Like I think I think in Oceans thirteen or twelve they literally thirteen at the beginning they literally write out Catherine Zeta Jones and Julia Roberts with just a oh well they're busy we're going to the play the jet <laughs> like it seems like just a who gives a shit that we're having fun party <laughs> by the second one and I actually love this by the second one they literally use Julia Roberts to pretend Julia Roberts's character. To pretend to be Julia Roberts to help eyes, <laughs> which one might argue is you running out of ideas. I would ar- argue, well, maybe they're just fucking having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do regret not having Oceans nine and ten, so it could be an eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> that would have been cool, especially because. I felt so nerdy because uh, if you divide eight by eleven, I think it's seventy percent. So I, I was like, that would be great if they chose eight for uh, a woman makes seventy cents for every dollar a man makes. <laughs> uh, way deeper than we think it is. I, it's all just pretty. Uh, like pretty fun that's what i've always seen the oceans movies as they look gorgeous you can tell they have a talented director or director of photography and let's just fucking shoot the shit and have some fun (laughs) 
Um, what do you think? Okay, so this is this movie in my mind falls under the film study category. Like if you were a film, if you were going to go to film school, this is probably one of those movies along with, um, was it Breakfast at Tiffany's? The Mrs. Robinson one. Um, um, the Graduate. The, perfect, the Graduate. There you go. Where you study, where you study movies like that in film school. I think this would be, in my mind, like a film study, film school type of movie. What do you, what do you think the replayability of this movie is going forward? Um, I, I've seen it three times, and I don't think I'll. I'm not going to keep watching it every week, but I'm going to watch this for years to come. This is like this isn't just. I really need to rewatch this film, but I'm gonna, about to shit on it. It's not a Citizen Kane for me. Citizen Kane is. Wow, yeah, cool film techniques. I am, and I I literally was popped out of the womb and they said, Rosebud is the sled. <laughs> so I couldn't have been shocked by that. So it seems like a pretty boring film. That was my take when I first saw it. Uh, so there are those films where like, there's a lot you can learn. I'm sure you can learn a lot from Tenet. I am not going to be entertained by Tenet. I've tried. I've really tried. <laughs> it's so bad or boring. Um, this one I think is like a really good, it's not a middle ground, but it's like a 75% where yes, this is definitely one of those. If you want to be a Tyler, and by that, I made a, the menu video talking about how Tyler is kind of the film snob of the food world. If you want to be a film snob, this is the upper echelon of film. You know, it's not, it's, I don't think tag will be shown in a film school. Um, Probably not. Speed Racer sh might be shown in a film school because, damn, that shit, that's wild. Uh, but I. Nice. That shit's wild too. They go to space. You know what? You know what? A Fiaro in you, space. You know what? You joke, but I think Fast and Furious Six would would be a great representation for film students. Be like, you can make big blockbuster stuff. Look at all this. Look at how complicated this is. Look at the big cast. Look at the look at all the things that are being demanded of the director, of the DP, of the crew, and look how look what they came up with. Like Avatar: The Shape of Water, I think could be really good in a film school because it's it's about uh, tackling hell Babylon. Babylon would be a great film school movie. Maybe not even for deconstructing the techniques and things, but for really giving you the uh, the feeling of a film set. Like if no one's seen Babylon, there there's a time where they're all trying to just record good sound, and it's the most hectic, stressful. Everyone wants to kill each other thing, and then when they get it, oh. That relief. Everyone's so fucking happy when a second ago they were like, I will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and then there's another point where like Brad Pitt's character is drunk off his ass. This isn't ruining the film. Uh, trust me. And it's like, holy shit, we're losing the light. We're fucking losing the light. We need to get him up the hill. He's fucking drunk off his ass. We are losing the lights. Let's get it. And he, he just somehow channels it like a like a movie star and like they get it and it's just magic uh even though i don't think that's a great film so i think this is one where it's really it would be really great for being getting inspiration and get and learning the different techniques especially if you have especially if people could have been on set for this um but like 
I watched Tar for the third time. I watched it with my daughter. She's 11. She also loves the menu. She's she decided to rewatch it on her own <laughs> on her own time. <laughs> like she's she's very she's she's unique. Um but I think it it really is accessible or an, I think it's entertaining. I think this is one of the movies that is being nominated at the Academy that actually a general audience can enjoy. Because there's so so many that are just, uh. (laughs) ugh. Yeah. I mean, there's so many that are just super dry that are, like, only four award seasons. There are certain movies that are 100% action that are almost never going to get... nominated nominated or or win but i think this is one of those rare crossovers that are highly accessible to most people it's presenting things that nowadays in society that we deal with at a normal not i don't say normal basis but a a fairly frequent basis and it's not too over the top and super complex it's simple enough that everybody understands but it's complex enough that makes you want to see it again makes you want to dive deeper and i think they did a really it was a really smart choice to make it a female uh, main character. Because I think if it was a, ma- a man, then, especially with all the things that you know have come to light about the film industry, another movie that I think is really good, I'm sh- someone said it's a little too late, and I get that. I don't disagree with that, actually. But she said, you know, that's a really great film everyone should check out. That's about uh, the... The reporting on Weinstein. Uh, I think if this was a male protagonist, it would be a lot easier for us to demonize. And and I think ultimately we should demonize Tar. I'm just putting that out. But I think we would be e- it would be easier for us to demonize early and be like, oh no, he's a monster. He's a monster. Why why are we still here? Fuck this guy. <laughs> kick him off the the kick him off the uh, the balcony. Football, yes, kicking with the foot. Uh, goal! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Three sports. Points. Okay, you play in the Blood Bowl, so you know a lot more than sports. <laughs> Stop pretending like you don't. You're a man. <laughs> oh, um, but like, yeah, this is a great movie. I, as silly as it sounds, this is what this this. And Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, these are just great movies. Like, I, I would double feature those together. They're, I don't know, I just... I'd put Tar first. I'd put Tar first, that way, because I would want to end on a happy note. <laughs> With panic attacks. Yay, yay. No, no, I, I mentioned that because... With Perito. Perito is the best. Um... Yeah, this is a great film. I wish it had, I wish it had got the attention that the menu did, because the menu, yeah, the menu is really good. But this one's like, ah, the menu's a little flashier too. It's, it's also shorter. It's also, yeah, an hour shorter, but it's, it's also flashier. Um, so I mean, I can understand. This, like I said, the menu will could be a film studies movie probably probably should be but this movie like 
was designed with like film students in mind. Like, all right, they're going to break this down for years to come. Let's make sure they got, <laughs> got enough to go on. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, like even the classroom scene of showing uh, that it's all one shot and it works perfectly. I've seen reviewers say they didn't even notice that it was one shot in the classroom scene. Uh, it's yeah, it's just great. Yeah, I mean, Kate Blanchett puts in puts in some work in this movie. I think um, someone's super believable. Yeah. I think I think it, some of it would have been broken if she would have had a if there would have been a bad take or a bad scene in the movie, where I think we would have lost some. But I think a hundred percent throughout this entire movie that she's on point. Also, it feels like we're winding down, which is which I'm down for. But I want there's also interesting things that have almost I don't know what the purpose of them are. Like her being and her neighbor with the mother who passes away like that what was that and then when she's running and she hears the person scream that i loved like she hears someone screaming for help and her instinct is to run and find them but when she has people she's abusing who are screaming for help she's like la 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 oop i took the headphones off i can't hear you um anyway yeah, well, I think the the easier one of the two, I think, would be the lady next door. Um, she's what she was what naked. Yeah, the, the and, like, she pooped herself or something like that, and the apartment wasn't as upkept as Tars. So I think that I think that's her seeing that as like a lower, you know, a lower person, lower being, and like she was so grossed out when be, just being over there, she came back to her apartment, stripped down, and started scrubbing herself immediately. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just her like seeing that as like a lesser person. Yeah. Also, it could be informing her past since she and her wife lived there previously. Yeah. Yeah. What would you rate this movie on your on the? Oh, movie? it's ayahuasca for me. I don't understand it fully, and I would like to, but. Oh, it's just one of those films where I walked out. I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna give this a mushroomy ayahuasca. Sure. So I, I, I would say I, I probably want to watch it one more time, one one or two more times, and we'll see if that rating changes a little bit. But yeah, I'm very curious how the first twenty minutes, twenty twenty five minutes hits on the rewatch for you. Uh, probably a lot better than it did the first time. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Because like the first couple minutes with the cell phone thing was super interesting, and then we started getting the inter- interview that was just like felt like it dragged on forever. I had no idea what was going on and why this is important, and yeah. So I bet you the bet you on second second watch that it's a whole lot better. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anything else? Nope. This movie may have been a mushroomy ayahuasca. Uh, this movie may have been a, uh, an ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, this movie was dope. Because uh, movies, movies are dope. What's the next movie? Do we have an idea or is it TBD? TBD. Let's do The Whale. No, it's still in theaters. I know, I know you need to be able to pause. 